1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
3: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Here we go. It's hour two. It's Tuesday Live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. I just think Jason McIntyre just about had an aneurysm when I gave him data, which clearly illustrated that the San Francisco 49ers, when you take Debo Samuel out of the offense are three points less of a team, which would indicate Debo's value is three points. Now, you say to yourself, well, if you take Stephon Diggs out, or if you take Tyreek Hill out, no, 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 those are with superstar quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's on a third-string running back. Lamar Jackson doesn't have his star tied in. When you have a star quarterback, I mean, Joe Burrow we saw when Jamar Chase left and T. Higgins came in. That's the difference between a star quarterback, Mahomes, Lamar, Josh, Burroughs. C.J. Stroud's got some of that feeling. Mm. That C.J. Stroud in the first month in Houston with three offensive linemen out was putting up unbelievable rookie numbers. Or Justin Herbert's first year in the league, when they had the 32nd ranked offensive line, he broke all the rookie passing records. But for average quarterbacks, and we would view Purdy and Garoppolo as sort of in terms of talent, not stars, They lose a Jamar Chase, a Stephon Diggs, a Tyreek Hill, a Debo Samuel. They are massively affected. And if you look at the Niners, what has been the piece they're missing? A star quarterback. They're not missing an edge rusher or a great tight end or a left tackle or a coach. The missing piece for the Niners has been, oh, Garoppolo got hurt a lot. Trey Lance draft pick didn't work. And Purdy has trouble gripping the ball when it drizzles. (laughs) So it's not crazy to think that if you take an incredibly unique player, historically, Debo, and you take him away from a marginally talented quarterback... They're a field goal less. Mm. It would not be a field goal less with Lamar or Patrick or Allen or Burrow.
0: Does that make more sense? It, it kind of does. If I could just ask one other follow up is you said all these star quarterbacks and yes, those guys are very talented, but how do we get to star quarterback? Like, is it the eye test? Is it just simply talent or? Is it something they've done numbers-wise that puts them in that category? What
2: makes you, if you watch, you know, The Voice or America's Got Talent. Well, that's different because you can't can't quantify
0: any of that stuff.
2: Yes, you can. If I'm not a music person. I mean, I go to YouTube all the time and I listen to my U2 and my Eagles, whatever. Yeah. I can watch one of those shows. Me, a complete novice, can watch one of those shows and in a minute go hack star lounge singer. Right. You can see it. But that's individual, though. Well,
0: this is a team I'm talking sport. about
2: quarterback. When I watch Lamar, his first game, I'm like, oh, okay. the fastest player on the field happens to be the quarterback for Baltimore. And then by the next year, now there's growth to it. He's obviously better now as a pocket guy. Definitely. When I watch Mahomes do sidearm stuff, I never forget when Peter Schrager had a piece of video. So this years and years ago, so it was Mahomes had just been drafted, had a losing record at Texas Tech in the Big Twelve, a cruddy I mean, mostly a, a lopsided conference with Oklahoma, Texas, and nobody it was like Arena League football defense. Right, like, right. Yeah. TCU was yeah. pretty good. Um, okay, so there was a piece of video from the Chiefs' camp that Schrager got a hold of. One piece of video, one piece, and Andy Reid had sent it. To a couple of you know people or Brett Veach and said, Look at this play. And it was Mahomes running up across his body, flipping it 38 yards between two defenders. It's moments. You can hear it, you can see it with a great singer, with a great actor. My wife and I say this all the time. When they had all those strikes in Hollywood, those studios made sure they resolved the directors first. That's take that's real talent. They resolved the writers second. There they resolved actors third. Why? Because I have sit with my wife and I'll sit and watch a show. We don't care who the actors are. If the writing is great, I'll watch. There's a there's a uh, a, a, there's a streaming service called Acorn. It's Europe's. It's like London's Netflix. Acorn. Don't know any of the actors. We will watch series after football season. Don't know the actors. You could give me an all-star cast. Tom Hanks in Terminal. I can't get four minutes through it. Meaning the writers are more valuable than the actors. Nobody would deny Christian Bale's amazing. Or Denzel, whoever they are. Amy Adams, it doesn't matter. Meryl Streep. Nobody's arguing Ed Norton, Don Cheadle. Great actors, Michael Keaton are great actors. But the Hollywood studios told you they want to take care of the directors and the writers before the actors. Because writing leads the industry. And you can sense it. And I'm not a writer, have no skill at that. But I can watch seven minutes of a show and go, my favorite show of all time, Mindhunter. God, that writing's unbelievable. And I'm a novice. So it doesn't take somebody like me, who has watched football for 40 years, to watch a great quarterback and go, the hell is that? I mean, the first
0: year L- Josh Allen struggled, <laughs> he was jumping over linebackers. Brock Purdy can't jump over this coffee. So how many guys are in that upper echelon group where it's the talent and, you well, know, whatever yeah, I, else? I, one of the things, I mean, I, I really do, like,
2: I do feel like Patrick, Lamar, and Josh just look different. Okay. You just just would argue that. Now, I love Burrow, but Burrow doesn't blow me away in terms of size, speed, arm strength. And now he's getting hurt. His secret sauce
0: is like Brady. It's cognitive edge. It's pre-snap. It's accuracy. So athletic ability seems like, for, well, I mean, even for quarterbacks, that's a big thing for you. Well, it's a yeah, super I mean,
2: what separates Goff, um, who's not a great athlete but a great thrower, but we worry about him when he's pressured. I don't worry about Josh Allen under pressure. I don't worry about Mahomes under pressure. I don't worry about Herbert under pressure. I don't worry about Lamar Jackson under pressure. So, athletic I mean, you have to be a pocket passer. But I guess my whole point is, with the Brock Purdy argument, your eyes aren't lying to you. Your eyes will tell you the truth with writing and singing and acting and quarterback. Watch it. And as long, now, fans have agendas. They root for their players. You and I mostly don't. You love your Jets, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think you say, what defines Brock Purdy? Where's the wow? Size? No. Arm? No. Speed? No. Where's the wow? That's why I defend Kyler Murray. When you watch Kyler Murray. Uh, a it's lot like, of
0: wow with Kyler
2: Murray. Holy yeah. God. The stats are terrible. The, I don't the, he's care. got a losing record. <laughs> he throws the prettiest ball arguably in the league, yeah. and he is the most elusive guy. He's in that Steve Young Lamar class. Like it's like
0: he makes Fred Warner look yeah. bad. He's just a losing quarterback. Like he's well, not gonna make winning plays on the game winning drive. Well, he's not gonna come from behind. Not, he's just not it gonna would help that. if he had ownership oh, and the so right thing. That's
1: people. where
2: okay. Nick Wright gonna join me live here. First things first. Let's go to Nick Wright.
4: So oh, you, I mean, what, unbelievable. by the way, this I mean, is—I don't know—you scotch the whole—you scotch the whole herd hierarchy rather than put the Chiefs ahead of the Bills for a single week. You just said screw it. Yeah, I mean, it's a staple of the show. Every damn Tuesday, you finally have no choice but to put Kansas City ahead of Buffalo, and you said, you know what? Burn the segment. Not even gonna do it and suffer that indignity. Unbelievable! <laughs>
2: Hi, Colin. Well, we only really have four teams left, so it's not much of a hierarchy. Well, but it's funny yeah. and it's a good point. It's ironic. It's that's coincidental, but uh-huh. it's still a great point. No, uh-huh. I, I want to. You know, I, I'm going to go to the Josh Allen thing, and I said this: they may be great next year. Doesn't mean they're going to win it. Those 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 Buffalo teams for years that didn't win. Those were great teams. Great coach. Great. But I said, here's the thing about Josh Allen. They're going to be viable for this reason. Think about how great Josh Allen, or or, or Lamar Jackson is. (laughs) And I forget where I put the number, but Josh Allen has scored like 73 more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson the last four years. Is that, wouldn't you at least acknowledge, they may not win a Super Bowl, but Buffalo, as long as Josh Allen's in his 20s and early 30s, they're not going anywhere. Is that fair?
4: Well, not going anywhere. I guess that depends on your tone of voice. Like, they're not going anywhere, or this Bills team, they're not going anywhere. I guess it could be a bit of both. Here's the thing, Colin, and this is, as someone who has, you know, obviously, because I'm a Chiefs guy, been rooting for my hometown team in the playoffs three of the last four years against the Bills and Josh Allen. The version of Josh Allen that showed up to the game Sunday – was the least scary and i think the bills because they are scared of josh's turnovers made him less of a scary player to play since joe brady took over josh allen was under two hundred and fifty yards passing In Every game but one the one game he had big passing numbers post Joe Brady was the Dolphins game the end of the regular season when he had three turnovers and I I think the best thing the bills have going for them is their quarterback and they appeared to me to be afraid of their quarterback making the big mistake so they asked him check it down. Run the ball. Take the easy completion. But when you ask someone to do something that is against their nature and that is against Josh Allen's nature, it is very hard to do that for three and a half hours. So what we saw on Sunday was Josh Allen play exactly the way they wanted him to play for three quarters. And then when despite that they were trailing, what did we see on the final drive? The best and the worst. First play of the final drive, he throws a 65-yard pass on a rope in cold (laughs) weather outdoors, and, I mean, it would have been a tough catch because any 65-yard pass is tough to catch, but it was a perfect pass. But So that's the best. But then we. what else did we see that drive? He fumbles the game away, fumbles their season away if it's scooped up the way it should have been. Yeah. And then at the end of the drive, second and nine, has Stefan Diggs move the chains, keep bleeding the clock. He has to go for the kill shot. Third and nine, he goes for the kill shot. So I think if you're Buffalo, you can't coach the Allen out of Allen. You just have to somehow find a way to mitigate the mistakes yeah. because – To play a game against the Bills where they don't have a single 20-yard play, where Josh completes 16 passes behind the line of scrimmage, and two passes more than five yards downfield, that's not a scary Bills team. It just isn't. Uh, You know, the Ravens are interesting,
2: though, because... um I was saying this earlier about the Harbaugh's. Jim Harbaugh's really not your classic offensive coach. You can't pigeonhole him. Both the Niners and Michigan were led by their defense. Michigan never threw the ball down the field. And John Harbaugh's really his history. He started an offense to special teams. His Flacco team was a top 10 offense. It was a Flacco hot streak. And this team's got a great defense. But it's his ability to embrace Lamar and keep adding elements to it that has made it great. Aren't you, whereas Sean McDermott is the classic defensive purist, and Andy Reid has an edge, Harbaugh's hard to pigeonhole. They do offense. They do clever. Baltimore is, to me, less predictable, harder to pigeonhole. Harbaugh's harder to label. To me, if I was a Chiefs fan, I would be worried about Baltimore. They, They just do a lot well, and they're kind of unpredictable due to Lamar.
4: So, yeah, I mean, listen, Baltimore, going into the year, it, this was odd because I doubted Baltimore. Going yeah. into the year, you know, the AFC is so deep. I didn't know about the Burrow injury. I thought the Ravens were going to miss the playoffs. So I didn't, I was dead wrong on the Baltimore. But the same show that I said I thought they were going to miss the playoffs, I also said of all the teams in the AFC, they are the one I would least like to play in the postseason <laughs> right. because L- the, Lamar's best is so dynamic and so unique that if he is playing his A plus level, they do seem almost unbeatable. And then you add to it what I didn't know they were going to have is scoring wise, the best defense in football. They are a great team. They, they had three losses. You know, you throw out the final week of the year. They had three losses all season and they had, led at the two minute warning. The, in all three of those losses. I, the reason now, I the you know I watch all your media, Colin. I know for the, you know, you don't believe in the Chiefs still. You think the Ravens can, you know, walk all over them, blow them <laughs> out. I get that. I, I, I'm surprised you don't in, you know, almost a Tom Brady context, bring up this stat. I don't hear anyone mention it. Patrick Mahomes is 0-2 in the playoffs against Brady. He's Thirteen and one <laughs> in every other playoff game, yeah. and the one loss was in overtime. So I just I don't think anyone in any building deserves to be three and a half point favorites over a healthy playoff Mahomes. Yeah. Last year we saw him in the postseason on one leg, be able to score thirty eight in the Super Bowl. But I I have a healthy respect for Baltimore, and they are you know they they have earned every step of this. Unlike. Buffalo, which I felt like a lot of it was the media wish-casting what they could be. The Ravens have walked the walk all year in all three phases of the game, and they are more than a worthy competitor. And now I'll add this, Colin, given how Dallas once again flamed out in the playoffs, it feels to me, and we don't always get this, that we truly did get... The four best teams in the league start to finish as our final four. San Francisco, Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City, that's the right final four. So I
2: I was saying this uh, during my uh, preamble to you, is that you and I have been on the same uh, kind of feeling with Brock Purdy. Is You know, I mean, players, obviously, Drew Brees fell to the second round. But I mean... If you look at Dak falling to the fourth round or Kirk Cousins, very similar players, there's a reason they fell to the fourth round. One wasn't an accurate thrower. One wasn't a big, strong power thrower and an athlete. Is that Brock Purdy is the last guy taken in the draft. Not everybody's a dummy in the league. And it is interesting. I had said earlier today, Mahomes loses Tyreek Hill, wins a Super Bowl. Lamar's on a third string running back without his Hall of Fame tight end AFC championship. Josh Allen, pre-Stefan Diggs, was just fine. Brock Purdy deals with a drizzling rain and no Debo, and they were outplayed by Green Bay. Do you feel justified? I don't think they're going to beat Detroit without Debo. I don't. I don't. Do you? Do you feel a little justified on Brock Purdy? I'm mystified by smart people who are struggling to contextualize the Brock Purdy debate. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not mystified by it. I just think. Folks are, maybe folks are more sensitive to criticism than you or I. And it is the easy thing to do is say, look at his record. Look at his numbers. What more do you want from him? I think the more nuanced point is this. What is your opinion of Brock Purdy and how much of that is informed just by the numbers and how much of it is informed by the fact that these games are on television and that we are able to watch it and that we watch football for five months every Sunday. We watch all these games and I give Brock credit. The end of the game, he came through. I didn't think he would. I didn't yeah. think he could. And he did it. Yep. But for three of the three hours and 15 minutes that game was on, he was the worst player on the field. Right? Th- th- we had a debate about a player. Is he the league's MVP? <laughs> when deep down, everyone knew, not only was he not his team's MVP, I think right now, deep down, inside and outside the locker room, if you were asked, what is the Niners' biggest Weakness, not the MVP of the league, the weakness of the team, they would say, the quarterback. And, and then folks love, and you will reference this, Colin, folks love saying, well, You feel a certain way about him because of his draft status, as if that's not rational. (laughs) Of course the draft status is a part of it, because the draft is not random names selected out of a a hat. I understand it is not all science, but there is a level of, if the people whose job is evaluating players, on a full-time basis, across 32 teams, every single one of them at the most important position had multiple opportunities to grab a guy, I think that's valuable data. I think his size is valuable data. I think his athleticism yeah. is valuable data. And if you, and if the rebuttal to that is, well, then explain Tom Brady. That is like making an argument about not needing superstars in the NBA because of the 04 Pistons. Because <laughs> there is a once a quarter century anomaly does not mean the rest of the data is irrelevant. And I just don't think People deep down believe Brock Purdy's excellent. Yeah. I think it's easy to say he is because the numbers say he is and they don't want to get yelled at. I think deep down everyone knows he's the if the Niners don't win, it will be because the quarterback is not good enough.
3: Yeah,
2: I think you're right. By the way, I'll bring the herd hierarchy back next week, especially if Baltimore I wins.
4: Mean, I mean I'll bra- <laughs> I mean it's unbelievable. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week to see not only that Kansas City was on there and Buffalo wasn't, but I was pretty confident you were going to have Kansas City last of the four. And the Chiefs have been thriving no. off bulletin board material all year, you know, t- a lot of which has come from this television show. Yeah. Go ahead. It's it's if I did a herd hierarchy this morning with a four
2: left. That's interesting. Yeah. I would do Baltimore 1, Kansas City 2, very close. Okay. And I would do Man, if Debo is healthy, San Francisco three, Detroit four, and I love Detroit, but I don't think Brock Purdy, even with Debo, can beat Mahomes. Or I think the AFC champ is the champ. That's what I feel today. How about that? So well, yeah, I think I mean, the closest I think Baltimore, to Baltimore is Baltimore's. Baltimore's
4: can- yeah. going to feel great. If if Baltimore gets through Kansas City, I think they're going to feel like that. I, I think Baltimore looks at this weekend as the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm not trying to disrespect the Lions and what they've accomplished, but Baltimore beat the Lions by a thousand points earlier this year, <laughs> and Baltimore a few weeks ago beat the Niners by two thousand points. Yeah. So I think Baltimore. Yeah. And you don't have to worry really about the emotional letdown because if they get there, because you have the extra week to prepare. So I think the the winner of Chiefs-Ravens, I believe, is winning the Super Bowl. And you know, I know I'll save my pick till Friday. You don't know who I'm going to pick in Chiefs-Ravens, Colin. <laughs> I could surprise some people. Who knows? i got to analyze the All-22, yeah, look right. at all the data, and see what I come up with.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like me taking the Lions over the Rams. I think I have a hedge on that. I know where you're going. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Nick Reich, first see things you, first. You know, we were talking about drafting. You mentioned it earlier. It is I got into this discussion um, with somebody two nights ago, and we were, no, it was last night, we were talking about, The drafting of quarterbacks and how virtually impossible it is. And with quarterbacks, you think about two things. Traits, arm, size, mobility, and then production. One of the reasons I didn't love Daniel Jones out of Duke. He had some traits. He was big and he moved, but his production was okay in a weak conference. One of the reasons I didn't love Zach Wilson. He had some traits. Nice arm could move. But outside of his COVID year, what was his production? And so when it comes to drafting, that's where Brock Purdy had production but no traits, and you're trying to find a balance. That's why Sam Darnold, with a weak coaching staff and one NFL receiver, Michael Pittman was his guy, right? At the time, Michael was his upperclassman receiver. He had nice production with a bad coach, Mm. and he had good traits. Big, moved, tough. I missed on that. But so when you draft... Brock doesn't have any of the traits, small hand, small size, no big arm, marginally mobile. But his production was good. You don't want to draft somebody just on traits that hasn't been productive in college, nor somebody who's productive in college, but is tiny. I'll take Mm. tiny Mm. when it's Kyler Murray because his traits, his elusiveness, his ball placement are out of this world. So that's all drafting. And we were talking. I was talking about this with somebody who does this, and he said it's just a mesh with yeah. quarterbacks of traits and production. When you get into trouble, and he gave me a couple of guys, I don't want to bang on him. He said they were all traits, no production. You also get in trouble when you know a guy is all production. And it's like, yeah, but he's got small hands, and he's like, I mean, Johnny Manziel was a great example of production. He was tiny.
0: Mm.
2: He, he wasn't nearly as athletic I mean, he was as people. He was a mess off the field. Yeah, but, I mean, but his, he was like, what trait? Well, he's kind of elusive. He couldn't outrun defensive ends. He's a tiny yeah. guy.
0: One of the traits you mentioned last before the Nick thing was um, under pressure. Like, you don't worry about Mahomes and some of these guys. So fortunately, we have some data that we can look at about quarterbacks under pressure. Pro football focus. I mean, what not you know it? Brock Purdy led the NFL in yards per attempt and yards under pressure. Third in touchdowns. Under pressure, Brock Purdy was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Hmm. But I know, I know, I know. It's because of the talent around him, obviously. Well, him.
2: I don't know the exact numbers, but under pressure, Mahomes, Josh, and Lamar often leave. And they don't pass. They run. Yeah. And that's an additive that's hard to quantify, is that sometimes Mahomes, last year's Super Bowl, the play of the game, Mahomes on a bad leg flies for 45 yards. You saw it again this weekend against Buffalo. One One of the plays of the game. Mahomes gives you about one a game when he did that thing when he jockeyed the ball back and forth. Josh Allen, the week before, biggest move against Pittsburgh, was the run. Lamar this weekend had two of them. So you say, well, under pressure, a lot of times under pressure, the three best quarterbacks... Exit stage right and go run for a touchdown. Yeah. So they don't have to sit in no, whereas Purdy is going to sit in the pocket and throw. Uh, here we go. So according to PFF, this is my staff. According to PFF, thank you, Alex. Highest graded quarterbacks under pressure, PFF. One Lamar, two
0: Mahomes. I mean, you can't blitz Lamar, but then, the Texans blitzed him in the first half, and he was a little shaken by it. They adjusted, but Lamar's been unbelievable. Well,
2: in Mahomes, I mean, the book on Mahomes is, and Brady don't blitz either.
0: You yeah. can't blitz Brady. Quick processing. Bl- they just
2: cognitively figured out, get it out. It's just so. Yeah. So again, it, it's I, I'm not. I don't want to be marginalized as anti-Brock. I just the, the traits don't blow me away, but I do think contextually the weapons he does. Clearly process
0: things at a very quick level, and that matters. The the problem is this Detroit matchup, like, Niners win by two touchdowns. Well, the Lions' defense stinks, as Jason said. Uh, The skill position player, Shanahan.
2: If the Niners don't have Debo, and they win
0: uh, 34-20, well, that's impressive. That's a big win. I think Detroit's a real team. Just know that if you're not drafted in the first round, you are going to face this your entire career. That's a fact. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, well, we anybody, talk, Dak Prescott, well, all no, no, these no. guys get we knocked.
2: Didn't, we didn't talk about Drew Brees' draft status. The first couple he of like rounds. was the first pick
0: of the second round, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I,
2: I think the first couple of rounds. I mean, we don't talk about Derek Carr, Drew Brees' it's, it's, draft it's status. It's
0: like the narrative is like but, Kurt but, Warner. By the way, Kurt Warner. Remember, back. he was stocking grocery sales in, in Iowa. But that's like, well, that's a system an in-
2: quarterback. Hey, he that, can't, that's he can't an in- good. Well, no, that's an endearing quality. They made a movie about Kurt. I don't no. think anybody it's- holds it against Kurt. I think people look at it and think, God, did everybody miss on Kurt? I never hold it against Kurt. I'm like, like Tony Romo, undrafted. I never hold it against Tony. I'm like, the hell, how'd you guys not draft Tony Romo? So do you feel that way about Purdy? No, because I don't think he's even in the same ballpark. <laughs> athletically sized arm as Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was a great
0: player. He great was a thrower. I don't think he was better, more athletic than Brock. Kurt Warner is a
2: big, strong, brilliant quarterback. Good hoop player too apparently. No, I mean no, and when you watch Kurt Warner, you don't blame Kurt, you blame the GMs. That's a like Antonio Gates for the Chargers. I remember the first time I saw him, I'm like undrafted. <laughs> well, he was He's a like the best player on the field the second year in the league. I blame the GMs on that. I don't. I never held it against Antonio Gates. So there are times, like, what Dak Prescott, I've been saying for, I remember when he came out of college, I'm like, he throws it like Tebow. He, but he's, he was better than Tebow as a thrower. But it's like, how do you, that's not, what? Better than I thought? Yeah. One more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours a day, 7 days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live
1: or on demand whenever you'd like. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
5: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for times.
2: lot of things going on today. You got that uh, Belichick story in there, J-Mac? I think we'll get to it eventually. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
0: This is the Herdline News. It seems like the Tennessee Titans are getting really close to their next head coach. According to Adam Schefter, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan is nearing a deal to become the next Titans head coach. Uh, It's a bit of a surprise after firing Vrabel. I don't know. I guess Callahan did a nice job with Jake Browning this year. Here's why I like it.
2: You know, I lean offensive coaches. Yes. We have what I think is a clear truth in the league. That only an offensive head coach can take a marginal quarterback or a backup and make you viable. Zach Taylor, Jake Browning, Shane Steichen, Gardner Minshew, Kevin Stefanski, old Joe Flacco. A defensive coach can get McDermott... You know, a great quarterback. And so what Tennessee has to figure this out, can Will Levis play? And they're going to get much more clarity on that within one season with an offensive coach. Is that you can have a defense, I mean, Pete Carroll's trying to talk us into Geno Smith. Ron Rivera's trying to talk us into Sam Howell. Mike Tomlin's trying to talk me into Kenny Pickett. Every offensive guy in the league is like, nope, nope, nope. The offensive coaches can take a Will Levis. And he will know by the end of camp, maybe the end of mid-September, this ain't it. And I think defensive coaches do not embrace that. They think they can win with running and defense and limiting mistakes. And so this is the move to make. You will discover if Will's the guy. And if he's not, and you'll know by training camp for early September, job one is to get a quarterback. And I think that is the advantage. Again, Tomlin with Big Ben, Belichick with Brady, it's different. But offensive coaches in this new league, once again, we're left with three offensive coaches and a special teams guy,
0: Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, I want to try to make this so the entire audience uh, can care about this. Because, you know, listen, it's the Titans, it's the Bengals OC. Okay. You've been in junctures in your life where it's like, ooh, should I take this job offer? Yeah. And it's like, okay, with maybe some upside, and then like – There's big upside here. And, like, how long do you wait for, like, the perfect job, which doesn't exist? Because let's be clear, man. You want to coach Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and an awesome offense next year in Cincinnati and probably be in the mix for the Super Bowl. Or do you want to go to Tennessee and see if it works with Will Levis? Derek Henry's out the door. He said he's done. Offensive line in Tennessee stinks. Well you got? Not some, a lot of talent. You got some. I, you should have some cap space. It's I, a wonky
2: division. I don't know. Every man. division's got well, a great. Is it car- wonky?
0: C.J. Stroud and Trevor River Lawrence again.
2: If in the NFL outside of the NFC South, there's a superstar quarterback or two in every division. Okay, you, you okay. can't run Shane from Steichen
0: it. in Indy. I you mean, can't. You can't run from
2: it. And so my takeaway is, Callahan's going to say, if I own the team, I would like this hire. I would say, listen, here's what I want, Mr. Callahan. Brian, give me clarity on Will Levis. Can he play? Give me an answer by October 15th. And if not, we got a trading deadline or another draft. So I think you have to take this job. I think if you're confident, your first job, when you've been making this and then you get to that, take the job, trust yourself.
0: What's a better job, Tennessee or Carolina? Tennessee.
2: Absolutely, Tennessee. Absolutely. You got some pieces there? You don't have a crazy town owner? Absolutely. Uh, that ownership situation is a mess.
0: No thank you. Huh?
2: Price, I, uh, I, mean, I don't think of Tennessee as poorly is more,
0: run. Quarterback's more important than the owner. I'll never forget an exchange I had with Kevin Durant on Instagram. And I was like, oh, you got to go to New York, but the owner's crazy. He's like, you think I care about the owner? Care? <laughs> that was what he
2: basically straight up told me in the DMs. Well, I mean, like, LeBron went to the Lakers. He doesn't. The Lakers, Steve Ballmer could buy the Lakers ownership group 38 times LeBron over. LeBron went
0: back to the owner in, in Cleveland. It doesn't Denver, matter. He right? don't, you don't it, care. So why would you care about Crazy Town Tepper well, when you no, got no, Bryce Young no. versus Will Levis.
2: No, because I think James Dolan has hurt the Knicks. I mean, there's, there's owners that are a little impulsive. Jim Irsay. And he's had some personal struggles. Then there's Crazy Town. There's the guy in Phoenix. Donald Sterling. Marge shot and base. Like when you get corrosive. Now, I, I'm not saying David Tepper is Donald Sterling. but yes. what I'm saying is there are levels of the impulsive nature of what's going on in Carolina. We've had NBA owners. You had to get out the door. Yes. Like the commissioner had to say, out of here. We've had baseball owners like... I mean, they, listen, they created a rule in the NBA because of Ted Stepien owned the Cavaliers. they I don't remember exactly how it worked. Stepien was so bad that when they got new ownership in Cleveland, and my memory is fuzzy, that they granted the Cavaliers multiple first-round picks they didn't have to give the next owner a shot to compete. Okay. So there's levels of... And what I'm saying right now with David Tepper, and I don't know him, but... He is running through people. He's getting rid of Frank, Reich is respected. When you're running through people by October, early November, that's different than the Jets owners a little impulsive or Ursay's a little impulsive. Like I don't love some of the NBA owners. But you had to get certain. You've had to get certain owners out of the
0: league. Good luck to Callahan in yeah. Tennessee. All right, moving on. Uh, Pete Carroll uh, was ousted in Seattle. Uh, Richard Sherman said that uh, on Undisputed. You remember Pete Carroll be a great fit with the Chargers now. Snoop Dogg is telling Fox Sports that he spoke with Carroll after the move, and Pete indicated to Snoop, yes, to Snoop Dogg, the former great (laughs) rapper, iconic rapper, uh, that Pete wanted the Chargers job. I don't know, Colin. uh... I think he does, because Pete's got a place in the Bay down here. South Bay. South Bay, yeah. Yeah,
2: I think he probably, yeah, I think he does. I don't think that's the move, but I think Pete, you know, I I talked to. somebody who has a little influence within the Chargers sphere. And I, the, the, you know, like we, we've been talking about this with Belichick. The thing that worries me about Belichick is does he really want the Atlanta job or does he want to beat Don Shula's record? Are you hiring a guy that wants a milestone or wants to be there for 10 years? That's why, like, Harbaugh and Vrabel to me are much better candidates in Atlanta or the Chargers than, than Belichick would be. I don't think Pete's a milestone guy. That's not it. Mm. What Pete is, is a very youthful 71-year-old guy or 72-year-old guy. He doesn't want to be buried here. He's like, I can still do stuff. So the, the question becomes, college is a young man's game. That's not the fifth. I mean, the year-round recruiting is nonsense. No. The NFL, my bigger issue with Pete, he's not a milestone guy. He's not a money guy. He's a smart guy. He's a good coach. Why... Was his side of the ball in Seattle with multiple good draft picks so damn bad for five years. Yeah. So my question, Pete, you got to get your side of the ball right. I mean, I may bang on Tomlin, but that Pittsburgh defense, it's pretty tasty, yeah. right? Like, it's pretty. My knock on Pete isn't, isn't his age. Isn't his lack of, I mean, he is, uh, we're going to have Sprite. presidents in their 80s. I don't yeah. worry about Pete. Yeah. Pete is a uh, chewing gum but, 100 miles an hour. But my question with Pete, and I think this is what Seattle said, you know, we don't worry about milestones. with Belichick, to me, feels very
0: milestone aware. I do worry about the look. If Pete, 72, and Belichick, 72, both end up with no jobs here after the cycle's done. That's in play, Colin. What do you mean? If neither of them get a job, oh, I oh think well, it's, nobody wants the old guy. Oh, I think
2: it's totally in play. Because I think you have... Harbaugh is one of the best candidates the NFL's had potentially in a decade. Vrabel is one of the best candidates in recent years. So you have two superstar candidates, and then you also have a really high-end coordinator candidate in Ben Johnson. So you have three. Very rarely do you have two amazing candidates and a couple other. Like, D'Amico Ryans was considered a pretty darn good candidate, but people outside of the Bay didn't know who he was, mostly.
0: All right, final story uh, to the NBA where your guy, Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, scored 70 last night. Franchise record for the Sixers. Kevin Durant was asked about the performance and had this to say about the state of the NBA. I don't know if you saw Joel
5: Embiid score 70, Cat had 60. 70? Yeah, Joel had 70 today. Yeah, 70. The skill level in this league is insane. And, and, and actually the coaching, the schemes on offense is insane. You're seeing so many different sets being run uh, for bigs to get threes. I mean, coaches are being way more creative to put their best players in, a, in, in great positions to get those numbers. And you got shooters all around the floor. You got penetrators. I mean, this is the peak of basketball, in my opinion. He's absolutely right. No question he's right. I mean, it's not even close. And no, I know I
0: people will argue, oh, it's the rules. No, it's no hand-checking. Wemby, no, no hand-checking no. we we B- hand is stopping Carl Towns from hitting 10 threes last night? Like,
2: come on. Wemby's putting the ball in the deck, he's 7-4. Yeah.
0: J-Mac with the news.
2: Well, that's the news.
1: And thanks for stopping by.
2: The herd line News. We got a break. It's the Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays
3: at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
5: This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay. Authenticity. Guarantee. You'll feel it. Because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts. Not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: The 2024 NASCAR season drops the green flag next month with the clash at the Coliseum. And on February 18th, it's the most iconic day in all of motorsports as the great American race returns. The Daytona 500, only on Fox. By
2: the way, we were talking during the break about, you said to me, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? And I know Andy Reid, and I love him, and I occasionally communicate with with some people inside the Chiefs organization. I know Travis Kelsey. Uh, I don't know Mahomes, been around him. It's impossible for me not to want the Chiefs to win. And it's also, I know John Lynch. I have I covered John Lynch in Tampa. So it's impossible for me not to see John Lynch succeed. So the problem for me is when you work in this business long enough, I mean, I covered John as a buck. And he was a Pac-12 guy. His dad was in the radio business down in San... I mean, I I've known John forever. It feels like. So... Yes. I mean, if Andy and, and I, but I've seen Andy and Kyle and John and those guys in a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Detroit story, my family, my wife's family's all Michigan. So that's, I'm getting pictures all weekend from people in lion shirts. And the other thing is, I just love so much about the Ravens. I love the Harbaugh family. I love how they're disruptors. So this, I feel the same way. When Brady met the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, so my sister didn't like sports. And then Russell Wilson came to Seattle, and she's now a Seahawks fan. All Sunday, she's sending me, ooh, boy, I, I, this is tr- driving me crazy. Go into a second cocktail. My sister goes crazy. My sister and I have a connecting point. We never did our entire life because of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. She doesn't like sports, but she loves the Seahawks. Russell, Pete, she loved Pete Carroll. She After Pete Carroll left, she's like, this is so sad. How can they get rid of Pete Carroll? And so it's like I feel like I have my sister's a fan. So when they met Brady in New England, and I lived in Connecticut for 10 years, That was rough, because all my buddies in New England were Patriot fans, and all my friends from my hometown were Seahawks fans, and I just said, just give me a great game. Uh, Just give me a great game. And it ended up being a final play of the game. So this year, I have four connections, and I love all of them. So this is unique to me. I really don't care. Now, I did find myself in the Washington... Michigan National Championship. I'm a Husky fan, but I loved hardball, and I loved hardball sticking it to everybody, so I was conflicted there. It was like, well, if the Huskies win, I'm happy, but I'm so tired of people bad-mouthing Jim Harbaugh. I want him to stick it to everybody. Yeah. And so I felt pretty good. But I can't remember a year in which all four teams
0: left, I'd be Overwhelmingly happy if they won. I I really don't. I don't care. Yeah, my brother and his buddies go to Ravens games, so they're locked on the Ravens. And I like the Ravens. Uh, I'm obviously rooting for the Niners. Uh, financial interest in futures, 49ers tickets. Uh, I think it'd be a great game, the rematch. You know, 49ers versus uh, Ravens in the Super Bowl. And by the
2: way, the Ravens. I don't like to call organizations for tickets. It's not my thing because I want to be objective. One time, my daughter was in Baltimore with a friend a girlfriend and I called the Ravens and I hate doing this and I'm like I'll pay for them I don't care can you get our good seats the Ravens sent me gifts free tickets great seats my daughter was like I've never been treated better in my life than by them <laughs> and my daughter now loves the Baltimore Ravens and so it's like their part of me is like I just love the class the owner, the coach the players we're lucky man four teams I like all of them good dudes good coaches good front offices All through them, we should all be happy. Root for everybody.